is the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. So I will keep this brief. I'm Rita Banu, time efficiency expert and a business operation strategist, who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business and support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. Our guest today, you may have seen him as the founder and the face of Interview Wallet. So Tom Schwab, who believe in human connection. Um, the Interview Wallet is the leading podcast interview marketing agency since 2015. And they have helped high-level coaches, consultants, authors, and many experts to leverage their brands and with the target uh, targeted podcast interviews. So without further ado, let's welcome him and to know his journey, why he started this and to know more about why connection with other people and sharing story really matters. So please welcome Tom here to get Unstuck Radio today. Hi, Tom. Hey, Motita, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. Cause like I told you offline, I'm like, wow, I really, I really appreciate to have you on because, you know, I'm I'm already a podcaster and many of my podcast guests is also from Interview Wallet. That is already one of the benefits. Another thing also, it's so important that we get to connect with other people and share the story and also give it forward back to other people. So how did you, okay, let's, let's start back before we get there. How you started your entrepreneurial journey even? Well, I, I would look at it as I was always had an entrepreneurial mindset, but Growing up, I was told that you need to have a steady job, right? A steady paycheck. And one of the things I learned after working for the U.S. Navy or for a Fortune 500 company is that your true job security comes from being able to provide value. And the more people you can provide value to, the more secure you are. So I realized that there's more security in serving a hundred different clients and getting paid from them as an entrepreneur than it is getting one paycheck from one company, uh, no matter what it is. So from that standpoint, uh, I think I was always an entrepreneur and just got the courage to do that later in life. Yeah, hundred percent. I kind of agree with you because like you, you able to count more papers by that, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, and how communication become important to you then? Like right. when you, since when you started your first business? And to, to me, everything in my life that has been of value has come through a conversation. So you, you think about it, you know, there's a, a, a phrase out there, you're one funnel away, right? And ClickFunnels has a, has a great marketing. Uh, I'm a big fan of automation, but you've got to start with a conversation, a human conversation. And I think about my best customers, my best partners, my best vendors, my best friends, heck, even my wife, 
they didn't come through a funnel. They came through a conversation. And I think as entrepreneurs, we forget about that, that uh, everything can be done online. No, there's got to be conversations with that. Um, and that's, you know, starting the business, having the idea for it, telling people, getting those first clients. It wasn't because there was some grand, you know, email marketing campaign or social media campaign. No, it all comes, those early ones especially, come from the conversations. And I, I maybe you can't grow a business based on referrals if you're Amazon. But I tell you what, for most of us, friends telling friends that word of mouth is the most powerful marketing you will ever do. Conversations are powerful. So for anyone who's like, okay, I just started business. I just want to make aside money even, or I know that I have to do something, but I may be so shy to, to share my story. How do they start to make conversation about themselves to others? Well, and often we're nervous and we hide behind the digital media. So I'll, I'll work all day in order to put an email campaign together, just blind email people I don't know. Or I'll put all of these social media things out to people that I don't know. Well, and your friends and family, they really don't even know what business you're doing, right? Because it, it takes that courage in order to reach out and tell somebody, this is what I'm doing. This is what my passion is. This is what, what, you know, my idea is give me feedback because today I believe the biggest problem every small business has is obscurity, right? No matter where you are, if you're at version 1.0 of your product or service, there are people today that are praying for it. And the reason they don't buy from you is because they don't know you exist, right? We don't buy the best. We buy the best we know of. And so obscurity is the biggest problem. So the question is, is how can you get out there and not just break through the noise, but actually be heard by people that matter? And for me, uh, you know, writing, uh, I've written a lot of blogs in my life. Everyone felt like a homework assignment. And I think today <laughs> blogs are, you know, does anybody still read blogs? Uh, there's a million of them out there. Um, to me, the best way for me to get heard is podcasts because I enjoy speaking. Um, it's not it's not scary. Speaking on a stage might be intimidating, but speaking on a podcast, either as a host or a guest, heck, that's like a Zoom call. We've all been doing Zoom calls. It's just a very normal way. And not everybody will love you right? That's fine. But the people that your ideal customers, your community, they'll be attracted to you. And at the end of the day, marketing is supposed to attract the right people and repel the other ones. And the better the marketing, the easier the sales. Do you think how these days digital marketing is doing, how they are in the market, like thinking about they doing too much podcast, like in general of the online marketing though, or for those who haven't even started the online yet, because there are some people that hasn't come to online world yet as well. Do you think, how do you say it, even in the North America area? I think a lot of people are overwhelmed with all of the things out there, right? You just go on social media and you'll, you know, somebody will tell you, you need to do email marketing. Someone else tells you you have to do social media marketing. Somebody else tells you you've got to do 
public speaking, right? Everybody's got something. Um, I think it's important to to look at a couple things. One, what is best for you? What what matches your normal talents? If you're not comfortable on video, don't do video, right? If if you're comfortable writing, well, then maybe write. If you're comfortable speaking, speak. So make sure that you create in the way that's easiest for you. The flip side is think of your clients and your clientele. Where are they getting their information? You know, if you're selling business to business, you're probably not going to be on TikTok, or at least your clients aren't going to be there. So trying to match where your clients are listening and where's the easiest way for you to put that content out there. And now there's a lot of tools today too that allow you to repurpose. So we can take this interview, cut up the uh, the video and make short reels out of it, put that on social media or repurpose it into blogs. But instead of looking up all the things that I could do, pick one and get good at it. Uh, we all have limited amount of time and budget. I mean, even Amazon, uh, they've got a big budget. They got a lot of people, but they're still, it's not infinite. So they have to pick even more so with a small business. Uh, your time is your most precious thing out there. So make sure that every minute that you invest, that you're actually connecting with clients. Mm, right. Because that's the issue. If you're not in front of them, how can they know that you exist, right? Very much so. And I've, I've spent, um, I've got to admit, I have spent days, maybe even weekends in my life where people would say, well, what you do, what you do today? Oh, I worked on my business, you know, all weekend I was setting up, um, this automation, this funnel, this, this other thing. And I, I worked really hard. I sat behind my desk and I did all of this work and a true entrepreneur will come back and say, oh, so you didn't talk to any customers. Nope. But, uh, but I felt like I was busy working. I believe that many people understand that situation because they felt like there are many steps before talking to the potential clients. But actually, if you get to speak with them and then you can build it later even. Yes, I, I know some high-level consultants that don't have a website because they, they haven't gotten to it, right? They just start talking to people and saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And people start hiring them and they get so busy on the work and adding value and making money. And then you ask them, well, where's your website? Uh, I, I've got it or it's a one page website or I, I haven't set that up yet. People are going to my LinkedIn um, and they're, they're making an impact. They're making money with it because they've having those conversations with the people and other people could be working for two years to set up everything, to get everything perfect. And, um, you know, then, and they've got everything perfect, but nobody knows about it. Yeah. I don't want to tell you, but that's also one of my, um, how to say that something that I feel guilty about because I put my clients work first before my own brand. <laughs> so I totally understand. And my website is one of my procrastination. My team know that's very well. So I totally get that. <laughs> Really I was going to say, I, I think every entrepreneur out there is embarrassed by their website and people <laughs> will say, oh, it's a great website. And it's like, oh, there's, there's two dozen things that I want to change on that. But you could either work for clients and talk with the clients, or you can just, you know, 
just work on your own things. And uh, uh, sometimes the, the people that are the busiest during client work have the least time to work on their own stuff. Yeah, I try to balance that. I try. I have I have been saying this for years, but it's not happening yet. I, this this year, I have I have put that on my priority list now. Well, it's a singular thing though. So hopefully, uh, website will be done very soon. <laughs> I I remember in a previous business, uh, it was e-commerce. It was HubSpot's first e-commerce case study. I had somebody tell me that the color of the buttons for the buy now was ugly, and I said I agree with you. I think it is ugly, but you know what? It's converting. People are clicking on it. We've tested we've tested three different colors. That one works best. It's ugly, but it works. So don't change it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You are not the one who made a decision. The buyer does. Uh, that is so true. And I think often the customer is the ultimate expert, right? Because they tell us what they love with their actions and their money. They'll tell us what they love and what they loathe. So, you know, what we need to do as business owners is do more of the things they love and stop investing time into things that they loathe. Yeah, just follow them. Whatever they tell us to do, just follow them just like that. So talk more to them, right? Coming back to that. Yeah, and conversation is a, a, a two-way thing. So you've got to put it out there and then get the information back. There's a, a great book out there by uh, Marcus Sheridan called They Ask, You Answer. And his whole thing of when people say, well, what should I talk about? What should I write about? And he's like, if someone asks you a question, answer it. Because chances are there's probably a 100 other people asking that same question. And a lot of our competitors don't want to um, uh, don't want to ask the hard questions, uh, you know, and or answer the hard questions. We put out the all kinds of stuff. Why don't my podcast interviews convert? Um, why am I wasting time on podcast interviews? Why podcast guesting is not marketing? All of those things that people are asking, we'll just go out there and put out the answer. Uh, what you should look for in a in a podcast agency, things like that, because that's what people are asking for. And um, if you want to serve them, answer their questions. Yeah, of course. That is something that the one who hiring an agency would love to know, because that is something when they are making decision this day, because there are also uh, those who use like virtual assistant to reach out to other guests by their own as well. Right. And what are the difference between hiring an agency and doing it by yourself? Well, I think it's with a lot of things. There are, are things that we can do easy, right? And you can do them, but can you do it with perfection? And is it the best use of your time? So, for example, um, you know, could could I do my own dentistry for my family? Yeah, you know what? I could probably figure it out. I could watch some YouTube books or YouTubes, read some books, and I could maybe do a fair job. But is it the best use of my time? Is that the most important thing that I should be doing? And is my family's health important that I want a professional to do it? So I think often um, we look at things that are easy to do, but hard to do well. And we've once again, we've got limited time. So we want to make sure that the things that we're doing, we get the biggest results from. So every dollar and minute invested gives you the biggest return. And 
you know, the, the ultimate goal, like for an agency, your goal is not, I want to hire an agency to get on podcasts. That's not the goal. The goal is to grow your business. So that's what you're focusing on. Or I want to, um, you know, could you do your own website? Sure. Wix is very, very easy for that. But is it your best time when you're only going to do it once every few years to spend a week doing that? Or do you find somebody that knows how to do it and say, this is what I'm looking for. Boom. They can get it done easier, faster, uh, and free you up to do what only you can do, which is revenue generating activity. 100%. 100%. I agree with you on that. Yeah. So between podcast audio form and podcast video form, what are the difference? Well, it's interesting. When podcasts came out, it was just audio. And before the pandemic, one out of five podcasts included video. Now today, what, three years later, we are at the point where it's four out of five include video. So video is the the new norm in podcasts. And I don't think it's an either or. Some people love to just listen to the podcast. So for them, audio works really well. You know, uh, often I'll listen to podcasts when I'm uh, when I'm jogging or when I'm mowing the lawn or or driving. Right. So that's perfect for that format. There's other times where I actually want to watch something. So being able to give that format to both people, and it doesn't take any more time or really effort, uh, is the best way to do that. So I don't think it's an either or. I, I think it's a both. I agree. So yeah, I agree with you. It's different purposes. Even myself, when I finish the whole post-production process and I watch it with my team, we actually use it in a different perspective when we look at it. Like we listen when we're doing one thing and we watch it when we're doing another thing. So yeah, I agree with you. It's totally served different purposes. Yeah. It's a different entertaining media, let's say. It is. And another thing um, that's interesting is that I believe audio is more timeless. Mm. And this idea came from a futurist from uh, Stanford University. Uh, Johansson talked about the new leadership literacies. And in there, he said that the future is vivid audio. And at first I thought, no, it's vivid video. And one of the things he points out is that video tends to be less discriminatory. When we see something, we make snap judgments, right? This person mm. is too young. This person is too old, or it looks outdated, right? Because we'll see somebody's hairstyle or um, their clothing and we'll say, oh, that's, that's really dated. Whereas with audio, you can listen for the content, you know? And I, I think back of when I took my kids to see Star Wars, I, I thought it was great. When I watched it as a kid, the special effects were great. Now they've gotten so dated that the kids looked at it and laughed. Whereas sometimes they'll hear the music uh, that I listened to in the in the 80s and they'll think, oh, this is great. I, I think the music works better than the videos or definitely the the music worked better than the uh, the music videos. Right. Oh, you make me think. Right. Because it also gives us the room for imagination to collaborate with uh, how the sound it's like and and create the story around who Tesla is. 
Yeah, yes. that's interesting. Mm. What about podcasts for the small business and those big fish in the market? How can we beat them? Like, yeah. what are we doing here? How can we stand out or even find the space for ourselves to at least um, make more money for ourselves? How can we I, leverage on that? I think if we try taking on the 800-pound gorilla, we are always going to lose. And I think today in 2024, more than ever, right? In the United States, and it's an election year. So the politicians are buying the ads, they're buying the airtime, they're buying the commercials. So it's driving the price up this year. And you know, if you want to compete with Coke, are you going to have the money to, to buy an ad on, on the Super Bowl? Probably not, but you can do things that they can't, right? Sometimes they can just throw money at a problem, whereas we can throw creativity. You know, they can't have their CEO talking on different podcasts. Well, we can do that. The other thing too, is that we can be much, much more targeted. So when General Motors goes out there, they're targeting all drivers. Well, as a small business owner, you know that maybe I'm just targeting this person in this niche, in this geography. So you can get very targeted and you can stand out more than a big company ever could. Uh, there's a phrase, you know, content is king, but I believe context is God, right? Small g. So if you can get more focused, more niche in there, that's how you can beat the big boys. Uh, you've got to do something different, not just trying to beat them at their own game. Um, and that's where I see a lot of people trying to trying to beat social media. Um, you know. The, the big companies have entire teams. They've got data. They've got everything. They can make um, paid social media work. For a small company, that is really, really tough to do. Or email marketing or things like that. Those are very, very highly and technical uh, things that can hurt you, right? There's just a, uh, uh, a new rule that came down that says if you've got under over a 0.4 spam rate, on your emails, it shuts down your domain. Oh, really? Yes. So when you're doing emails, if what's that? Uh, four out of a thousand market as spam, it can Google and Microsoft can shut down your entire domain so that if you email your mom, she won't even get it. And, you know, the bigger companies know that they can play around with that. They'll use lookalike domains and, and all kinds of things. But for a small business, um, some people will think, well, I'll just, I bought this list and I'll just cold call or cold email everybody for my, my list. And the next thing they know, 30 days later, they can't send any emails. So from that, that standpoint, um, don't try competing with the big companies on the same same platform because you will lose with that. Try to be creative in the ways that you can connect with your people because the better the marketing, the, the richer it is, the more connection, the easier it will be for you to close those sales. So since we are talking about playing our own games, how it's like working with Interview Wallet then? Yeah, well, we, we what's the, the uh, phrase, drink our own Kool-Aid. So 
we get the vast majority of our clients from referrals. And that means people heard me on a podcast interview. That's our best marketing channel, right? After somebody hears us, they either turn us up or turn us off. And we get it from podcast hosts that know what a great job we do. We get it from previous clients. So we've really focused in on uh, podcast interviews. And over the last 10 years, I have to admit, we have tried a lot of other things too. Um, we've tried you know, Facebook uh, paid ads. We've tried Google ads. We've tried cold outreach on emails. And I am amazed at how ineffective they are and how much money and time they can eat up. Uh, you know, every now and then I get, you know, an email. Um, and we all probably get them as an entrepreneur, you know, Hey, we can help you get more leads. I don't want more leads, right? We're not optimizing for more leads. We want more profits. And where do profits come from? Profits come from happy clients that value your work. They, they see all kinds of value with it and they're more than happy to give you money. So I always look at that of what are you doing to optimize and maximize for profits, not just for leads or Facebook likes. Mm. So if someone interested to work with you, what would be the first step that they have to do? Then? Yeah, I was going to say, you can just go back to interviewvalet.com forward slash unstuck. And we'll put a special page there. Uh, there's an assessment, right? 10 questions. Will podcast interview marketing work for you? Uh, I also wrote a book. We'll put a, a free copy of it there if you'd like. And then finally, if you'd like to talk with us and see how you could use podcast interview marketing to grow your business and grow your brand, you can find all of that back at interviewvalet.com forward slash unstuck. Do you think, uh, podcast interview marketing is for every niches and for every business? No. Anybody that says it works for everyone is either lying to you or lying to themselves, right? One size fits all, fits none. What we look at is there's some things like you need to have a larger geographic audience. You need to be nationally or globally, right? If all of your customers come from 10 miles of your physical location, speaking to the world is not going to help you. So that's the first thing. How, how big is your geography that you're going after? The next thing is what is the sale? Is it a transaction or is it a relationship? So if you're just trying to sell a widget, nobody needs to know, like, or trust you, right? It's just the lowest price wins. But if it's a relationship sale, if it's if it's a service, if it's a coaching, if it's a trust thing, people have to know you before they buy. So that's the, the second thing. And then the third thing is the, the lifetime value. And that sort of goes along with the relationship sale, right? We used to work with fiction authors, and it was hard to get a great return on investment when you're just trying to, you know, make one or two dollars off of a book. But if your lifetime value of a client is higher, right? If you're a consultant, if you're a coach, uh, if you've got a nonfiction book that drives your business, then it's worth spending that time in on the client. So those would be the three things that I would look at. The first one is the geography you serve. The second one, is it a transaction 
or a relationship sale, and then finally, the lifetime value of a customer. So anyone, if you hear that and you think, have started thinking already that, hey, that interests me. So please visit interviewvolet.com slash unstuck. We will put everything here, around here, and also in the description below, as well as on the show notes. So you not skip this out. I don't want you to skip this opportunity because I know they work amazingly. I have been working with them for a very long time since this podcast started. Um, so yeah, I I recommend you to check it out. And thank you so much, Tom, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today and sharing this awesome information. And yeah, I got to learn a lot how conversation can really convert and make more profit from people for small business. Thank you, Mutita. Have a great day. Thank you. I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business and support your lifestyle. Get a show note at www.getunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The result of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.